Hello and welcome everyone back to Not Fighting. I'm Tyler Bishop, joined alongside, uh, alongside myself. I, Your I, wife. I feel like that's something people <laughs> say, but I was like thinking to myself, like along, oh, alongside me, I guess, yeah, alongside self. You're going off on a tangent, so we're not gonna. We're just gonna stop. I was you right spiraling. There. Yeah, we are going down a rabbit hole. So yes, I am Jenna Bishop. <laughs> Your wife. <laughs> Three minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> and together we're uh, the bishops. And uh, yeah, we talk about, uh, all, I don't know why I'm describing the podcast, like we're a billion episodes in. No, uh, it's the end of 2020. And the end of 2020 is weird, just like the beginning of 20. Well, I guess. The beginning was normal. Yeah. For like two months. Yeah. We were normal. Which we were just talking about today, like, you know, it's weird thinking back, we were talking about like some fights and different stuff that were cool, and uh, it's like easy to forget that we had like a couple months that weren't like 2020 pandemic weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was basically, I like my birthday, which is end of February, is like, I feel oh, like yeah. the, oh, basically like God. the last like normal part of I forgot about that actually yeah because yeah. we had it was a big party we had a bunch of friends from yeah. jiu-jitsu there and uh yeah it was a it was really fun and uh I thought like a precursor to like oh cool it's gonna be a great year well we like rented this space and I was like oh this is really great we could rent spaces for other stuff we could probably just rent spaces all the time have people over to watch fights nope guess what you get no more of people <laughs> <laughs> Like the restriction. No more gatherings. Yeah. It's it's weird, but uh it makes like kind of looking back on this year, especially um I guess this, like, this nuanced. it's so weird how this year and I know everybody has the same feeling, it's been because we've talked to so many people, but like this year is such a blur in a way that it's you know, time passes so fast and I think like I feel like as you get older, like the years, like the days, like everything seems to like go by quickly. But this year, it's like, what happened? Like yeah. what? Like we were in March and we were shut down. And then it's like, it's December and it's Christmas and we're shut down again. And but we were never really open and all this weirdness happened. And so, it's Christmas, but like, don't you dare go around your family. Yes. Don't be around people. You murder. <laughs> But that's uh, we no. got a vaccine, but uh, it, you still gotta not see people. <laughs> no, but I, you know the thing that you mentioned that I thought was like actually really interesting was you mentioned like getting older and like you know time by time going by faster mm-hmm. and d- different things like that. I think that's that's super correct. Like I, it's funny. I used to think that my memory was like this very i had a better memory than most people Uh but i look back on different years of our life together and it's like you'll say something to me like oh well that wasn't the same year that actually was Mm -hmm. you know after this or that and i'm always like oh yeah she's right and it's weird how you just kind of like stuff kind of gets lumped together yeah this year's weird in that like i'll never lump together you know, 2020 with like your birthday where everybody's like hanging out or around a lot of people with like, oh yeah, that was also the same year that for my birthday, like, um, we were stuck inside, stuck inside. I went for a run by myself. What did we, we do on your birthday? Uh, on my birthday, on what my birthday, we didn't, do any, <laughs> we didn't do anything on my birthday, but we went to Joshua tree. 
actually with two friends which was cool but i think that that's something that a lot of people did was you know you can't really travel outside of the country and yeah, I feel like this was the year of like Zion Nash- like <laughs> <laughs> National Park. Like, everybody least, I know went to Zion and Tulum. <laughs> yeah, Zion National Park was like uh, something I... Maybe that was like a West Coast thing, but like probably, that's yeah. for sure where everybody went. Yeah, because it's just far away enough from the West Coast where it's like you're not going to a California National Park if you live in California. Yeah. Which California well, well, has because, amazing because, national because, parks. But. Yeah, because they closed most of the national parks that's in California. True. And Utah was, like, open. So that's why Zion became that popular place. Yeah. But I've also heard that it's really cool. I mean, it's dope, like, for sure. I mean, we're going there. Yeah, we're going to go there. Maybe New Year's Eve? Yeah. I mm-hmm. don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. That's okay. kind of the... Let's that's, not get ahead of ourselves. That's, oh, like, two weeks away. <laughs> well, and that's the thing about 2020, right? Is that it's been that year where anybody asks you about plans at this point now you feel I mean, like we're planning on going to st louis on wednesday but like it still feels like great. well we'll see what happens we can't publish this episode till wednesday otherwise newsom's gonna send the police after us um for non-essential uh, travel but well, he might uh, be recalled by then yeah who knows <laughs> yeah it's a weird year um it's very weird not trying to take but it. especially for sports in yeah. in in all sports, really, tr- truly. And then, you know, for the sports that we're involved in, jiu-jitsu, and we're fans of MMA, and I'm transitioning into fighting MMA. So 2020 did some weird stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> that's like, uh, it's very odd. Because one thing that's really funny to me about this is like, I think um, combat sports in general are some of the most like close quarters like things that you can do where it's like if we're worried about being n- touching someone and, yeah like like social distancing and the that last kind of thing, thing we should get to do again but it was the first sport to come back which is funny to me because all the people that were training yes it's just okay i'm training let's say i'm training for an mma fight because that was like the ufc was the first thing back on the map really and so i'm training for an mma fight but it's like okay, I have this closed off thing where they kind of like created the bubble before the other yeah. things did. They, they invented it. Yeah. And so I think it's just funny because you, you there's no way to, to stay safe in the way that the government would like us to. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I think practice just your the, sport and I practice think it the all. the time that science supports as well, where it's just like, yes. if you're going to be in very close contact, literally physically touching someone for, you know, any length of time, it doesn't matter how something is transmitted. You're probably going to like expose yourself to that. Yeah. So like combat sports in of itself, it's like, there's no, there's no, well, you know, maybe we can make it safer. They could wear masks. And no, because like, then they I, can't breathe. <laughs> But even beyond that, it's like you really think that like, well, that ma- they would have gotten infected if it wasn't for that mask whenever he was laying on top of him, breathing into his face. That Physically. mask, the mask probably wasn't like, you know, compromised in any way. throughout no. that session. He, I mean, I thought about this a lot with like when they were talking about in the NFL, like uh, maybe making them wear like face shields or something yeah, like yeah. that so they couldn't like breathe on each other. It's like you're talking about a dude that literally is going to like put his hand up, blow a snot rocket out of his nose in between <laughs> plays because he can't breathe, get up, grab a football that everyone's touching, yes. and then run with it, and then in running with it, take that hand that he just blew a snot rocket out of his nose with and stiff arm another player. And it's mm-hmm. like you're going to think 
for one second that like them not breathing on each other is gonna like create some other yeah, version of safety for sure you remember the ibjjf's like guidelines for like uh stuff at the start for gyms like, reopening yeah which which was bold and insane on in their part like why does the ibjf need to post rules or guidelines for gyms to reopen because number one like they're not even like a governing body of the sport of jujitsu number two like you have nothing to do with the health and state like in i guess uh national regulations of any gym so like you just have no there's i don't know why they did that it doesn't make any sense you're not like the cdc you're not any kind of like authority on the on the matter no and like you have no how, control how many gyms any are, were sitting around like you know i'd like to reopen if just somebody would give us i know guidance. i wish the i wish somebody would give out and then the jeff is like you know what we just adapted literally all we the cdc stuff and <laughs> just were like, here's it. what that would look like in a jiu-jitsu academy it's like a first grade question it's like here's a worksheet now imagine that underwater I feel like it's plagiarism really <laughs> truly this plagiarism on their part, but I'm taking a bold stance, making a lot of enemies right now. Oh, well, I'm not fighting in IBJJF right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're like that person that, like, all of a sudden is like, uh, now you're free. And you're like, now I'm writing a book. It's like you know, everybody's Melania Trump. Everybody's dream of like getting fired and being able to like go off on your boss and be like. Well, you know, screw you and screw you, and I hated this place and I hated you and you suck and all this kind of stuff. Like, and your that ranking kind of thing, system like, is a, blow ra- it up. <laughs> your ranking system is an immigration scam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, that's not allegations, alleged. <laughs> Jokingly alleged. I don't know if that's an allegation that's out there. No, no, no. I just think that, um, no, I, um, I'm not trying to blow anything up. But I did get that opportunity to, like, really speak my piece. In a work scenario once. That was great. Yeah, you did do that once at your job, right? Yeah. Do we need to talk about it? No, I don't think so. I don't (laughs) think so. I mean, court order says we can't, right? I mean, I got fired, so I had the opportunity. But I got fired for being sassy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go That's pick. truly something that my my boss would tell me. He was not he he was just not a good person. He was just just not a good person, and I hated that job anyway. And um, do you remember what we did immediately afterwards? No, he fired me because I asked for time off so that we could go on our vacation for our one year anniversary. Yeah, we went to Jamaica. and he would tell me I couldn't, and I said, "Well, I'm going anyway." You, I was just telling you I'm leaving. I wasn't telling you at asking, and it wasn't a scenario where it's like, "Oh, like you have to be here because." you know, nobody else was or is going to be here then and nobody else can manage your job for the week. I don't need a paid vacation. I'm just leaving. You want to keep going into it or? That's all. We can we can move forward because it's bringing up bad, bad but, memories. But at the start, like, you know, that was the thing that I thought was so funny is like the IBJF like way late on everything and they're just like, oh, here's some guidelines. But I think it's really easy. We were talking about earlier, just kind of like the divide in time, but like the IBGF in of itself, it's like they they're in this weird position where it's like they issue those guidelines, and then they're hosting tournaments in like Alabama and stuff. Be- yeah, in the and middle Texas of nowhere, and Florida. 
um, mainly just so that they can host a tournament, right? Yeah. And it's like literally a tournament. Which honestly, like I didn't think that they were going to like the jujitsu tournaments would be back this year. No, me neither. Like, given everything. And I don't know that it was done in a way that made sense. Well, I mean, realistically, given what we know and just given the practice of like health and safety that we've adopted as a country, like jujitsu tournaments are impossible like they're just not allowed mm-hmm. you know like yeah. you just can't there's no other like i guess there's a couple people tried concerts this year like after the fact and they tried to do a bunch of stuff but mm-hmm. i mean it's just mass gatherings are just designed to not be yeah. the safest thing in terms of spreading a, a virus yeah and i think that's why we saw like all of the pro events kind of like be kind of what was highlighted this year yeah more so than just about anything because you know they're the only game in town for competition jiu-jitsu at that point you know and we didn't see a lot of tournaments but we did get to see because of people like uh fight to win um in third coast and uh flow grappling's like uh white labeled um who's number one Mm -hmm. like you did get to see a lot of really good like matchups and people rise of prominence but it's easy to forget that at the beginning of the year we did have a real europeans like ibgf yeah, yeah. Uh, european championship and, and a few i mean there was like several opens that had happened um yeah too but like as far as major events like the europeans happen that yeah. was this year that was 2020 because i remember people wondering if the ibgf was going to shut down the pan and I, you know, like knowing what we know now, it's like laughable to think that anybody would have thought that we were going to have a pan championship in March. I remember telling everybody that, like, getting ready for it, I kind of like had this like weird feeling, but then also seeing everything that was going on and leading up to it, I'm just like, I just have this feeling like we're not, I'm not competing. Like I'm getting ready for this, but I'm not competing. And then, sure enough, like the week before. Nope, it's not happening. It's canceled. Everything's and then like during that time, well, now we're on full lockdown. And I think it's so appropriate and kind of funny in a weird way of like that being the one that I think everybody was just kind of like, oh, we can't just like sneak this one in, you know? Yeah. Before the virus is like fully here or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like I think there's a certain amount of coming to grips with what what's going on. <laughs> I think that's too. funny. Like before the virus is really here, because <laughs> I think that's probably how people thought about it. Like we can just do this. Like you know, ain't everybody got it yet. <laughs> like it's like still in China, right? And just in Europe, it's not in the U.S. fully or right. New York. So everybody that's traveling from people New York to the, the West Coast it should be fine. <laughs> people that ride the subway. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got yeah. a dog howling in the background i don't know why most of them probably can't hear that yeah huh. <laughs> but yeah i mean I, and I, so i think it's funny that when the the ibgf finally decided they were going to hold host tournaments again they're like guess what everybody it's pan in like october yeah you know it's so weird and it, by the way it's in florida and then also if you're from any other part of the world like you can't come because u.s has a travel ban <laughs> so the pan you know and but we did have a real europeans and i thought that you know if we were going to look at like the best competition of 2020 in terms of tournaments yeah it there's really no other there's not even another option no it was the europeans because all the rest we've talked about this in previous podcasts like they have to have an asterisk yeah yeah it has to. to 
Yeah, I mean, like, we're not going to debate it. It's called not finding for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We agree. We're just like on the same page. We like look at each other and it's like, but it's like we could write a thesis on the things that we think and say to each other just sometimes whenever we know that we agree. Yeah. We're just on that same page. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, all the rest of the competitions this year, um, they... They just didn't have the same level, the number of competitors, just all the weird factors in. But Europeans is unadulterated in that yeah. way. Yeah. And um, because of that, I think, you know, Felipe Andrew, who has lots of standout performances this year, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, in the in Third Coast and uh, Fight to Win and uh, stuff like that this year, he won the Europeans. People, yeah. I think, would be like, that was this yeah, it was this year. He beat Keenan and got him in a triangle class. in the fin- in the, the finals. Yeah. That was awesome. Which he didn't win his weight class, though, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. 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 He's really he's really remarkable in that way where Wait, wait, wait. Was that my confusing panams in that? Oh in... yeah, maybe I am too. I can't remember. If he if he uh... won both his weight and uh the open class in All the your... note is he he's got he's triangled some pretty uh some of the top like top competitors here this year in twenty twenty. I mean to me what's impressive is that he's able to triangle people that are literally shaped like triangles. Like uh The Hulk. The Hulk. That dude is a <laughs> triangle. Yes. Yes, he is. No neck. How do you triangle somebody with no neck? Dude, when he showed up for ADCC, <laughs> I was like, his ears, like... Attached how, to his shoulders? How do those work? <laughs> like, they need to be in... Your your brain has to touch to your ears, right? What? Like, so you can hear. Your brain is like what interprets audio. Okay, but I'm confused. But his ears are in his neck. Yeah, 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 but like my fingers are not in my head, and my brain like is basically what I like helps how you operate those. With me, like I was a child there, <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah. not it's not derogatory at all towards Lucas by any stretch. Uh, we go out of way to try to make sure that we don't do that on this show. Um, my point is just like that dude joked, and he's got a super thick neck, and those guys traditionally super hard to triangle and nogi of all things too yeah which Felipe hates (laughs) yeah he doesn't like nogi apparently and um yeah so i thought that was a a standout performance so if you were to say like what what people really stood out in 2020 Mm -hmm. uh he sticks out because that tournament sticks out is like pretty much the the best tournament of the year yeah yeah for sure i think i'm i'm actually trying to remember of like other things that had happened in that tournament and i don't know it feels like five years ago so I can't remember. Yeah. I mean, people <laughs> knew now what they, or knew then what they know now. Like, can you imagine how big that tournament would have been? How many people, like, set it out? If like, you knew, yeah, that was the only tournament that was going to be, like, available. Available for the whole year. You would have been there. We would have been there. Maybe. I don't I know. I probably would have gone. I would have. I mean, yeah, I would have gone to Europe. Yeah. But I would have fought. I mean, honestly, now it's like one of those things like knowing then what we know now, it's like we would have been doing nothing but traveling for two months, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, maybe I actually wouldn't have competed in that. And I just would have gone to Bali <laughs> and stayed. Yeah. yeah. You can't kick us out. But one more puppy. We don't want to get sick. One more puppies. But yeah, so Cash has a human boy soul. He does. But. <laughs> I, I think just kind of going back to like knowing then what we know now, like um, it it prevents this 
like rise up of like talent. You know, we were talking about this earlier. Like if you don't have a pan, you don't have that guy that just got his black belt that like was hungry and just had the right day and beat a bunch of the veterans. And like, that's what he needed maybe to build, yeah. you know, start building off of and all But the- we did see that. Yeah, we, we saw it in a different way. And that's what I yeah. mean is like we've got some standout people from 2020. Yeah, and- like Roberto Jimenez, like, man, like he had a year. Like it was, this is his first year at Black and he was beating everybody. And he, I mean, how much money did he win at Third Coast? I think he won, he won two at different. At least two of their like things. All right. This thing's got, we cut this thing up a little bit. Because yeah, we've, we've been, been having, having some system. technical difficulties for couple, some reason. A couple system failures, one or uh, nine. I don't know what's going on. But, but you mentioned uh, Roberto Jimenez is like a standout competitor. And I think yeah. one of the things that I think about specifically with him is that he has a, he he embodies like what you normally see in like a young black belt. And mm-hmm. like he's had his ups and downs where winning two third coast tournaments, lots of money, all that kind of stuff. But also like fighting a couple times and like having some like upsetting losses and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Oh yeah, but I mean that's like part of it, right? That's part of the game. That's part of like being a young black belt. You like learning those things, and I think it's very hard to just always be on the top. I think that's something um, that is nearly impossible to do, especially when you're competing at that that much. Because something that I think about with a lot of the other guys where it's like, you know, you think about like the Mendes brothers and and some of the other like top level competitors where it's like, do they ever lose? You know, is that ever is it even possible for them to lose? They're so good. And I still think like that's probably like how we feel about it. But I don't also think that they were competing as much as as often in ways that they're you're challenging yourself like outside of weight classes, outside of like your preferred um, skill set, like AKA no gi versus gi or like rule sets that are different. It's like we think of those guys competing in IBJJF rule set at the at the major tournaments, right? Yeah. Like not like all these other things. Like they're not competing in opens. They're not competing in other things like outside of like going to like Japan or some wherever and like just smoking everybody over there. that's the thing is that i think you know like in general just as is people we we want to see those um we want to see those invincible people right we're like we want to imagine there's some guy out there that's like just the best like he was born the best but i think you want them to be invincible so that you have somebody to like cheer against them like for like i want them to see them lose too not always but like there's always going to be the person that's like man they're the best ever but like I would love to see them lose like because that would be like the craziest upset of all time, yeah. you know. And I think that, you know, like you see that in MMA to a certain extent where, um, you know, we're talking, to, I, I guess just because we're talking about people that seem unbeatable, like Khabib. Like, yeah, Khabib is like very. Maybe retired. Like, I think at this yeah. point, it's fair to say that like. I mean, he told his mother, so he's pretty much a man of his word. And we talked about that, but. I mean, I feel like people are trying to pressure him to come out of it for yeah. sure. Because he's in his prime right now, and he's the one of the best to do it. And he lost his father this year. I mean, like, it was really, I mean, 2020 for somebody like him is, is particularly, like, I, I guess, bittersweet in a lot of ways. And, you know, in that same time period, you have the rise and fall of Justin Gaethje, who went from 
basically demolishing Tony Ferguson in a way that people didn't expect or think was mm-hmm. possible. And then being like, well, with his wrestling pedigree, like he might be the guy. He yeah. might be the, he's not perfect. And then looking but like he never he's wrestled a day in his life against Habib. Oh my God. It was crazy. <laughs> I mean, it speaks to how, I, I think in that match more than any others, I can like see and appreciate just how skilled that guy is. Yes. Knowing Gaethje and just how he was able to kind of like manipulate you know, his skills again, use his skills against him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's like, because Gaethje looked just an easily beaten in that fight, which I I don't know. It's, it's how you would expect if you were to go watch uh, a pro mm-hmm. MMA training practice, how the guys that were like seasoned veterans would treat the guys that were new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's that he's true. bad or doesn't have potential. It's just like he's not on that guy's level yet. You yeah. Know? Like maybe he'll get there eventually. I think it's just so funny too because it's like almost a disappointment in the way that that turned out because you think about it and you're like, man, like there was so much hype and you're like after the Gaethje Ferguson fight, you're like, man, he can do it. Like I think that he's got a chance. Like he really does, you know. Is, is Habib going to be able to like do what he's done to everyone else to this guy because he's a good wrestler, you know, he's got this pedigree. And then it just is like, no, no, not no, close, not, think, not close at all. I think the thing that's tough for people too is, is like, you want to see Habib have that hard fight where you're like, oh, that one, that one was close. That one, you got to see where he was at, like mm-hmm. where his limit is there. But Every time you see him blow through somebody, you're like, ah, that's one wasted. We wanted to see how good he was. We wanted to see if he was like, yeah. we wanted to test him and you made it too easy. You weren't the one. And I think people thought Tony Ferguson was the one for a long time. And Tony Ferguson, like, you know, I mean, his last two fights, it's like, pff, I don't think, I, I think he would might have been the easiest. <laughs> but th- that's a problem with Tony Ferguson in this situation, though, because I think that that's a really, like, um not that's not fair no at all exactly like i agree like tony tony and uh habib like should have fought like i don't know how many years ago (laughs) like it seems like for maybe 20 years ago (laughs) judging how 2020 has been but (laughs) i'm just saying like (laughs) like the if when tony was in his prime the best he's been I whatever that whatever i don't know what that was and or when that was but i don't think that it's now and Tony Ferguson is the kind of guy, classic meme. Tony Ferguson is the kind of guy that peaks when he's fifty. It's like he comes back at fifty, just for some reason. Now he's the best he's ever been. Anyways, yeah. In, in reality, that. it was probably several years ago. That's but not he, true, but you know. <laughs> but I mean, like if you look at his last couple fights, just on the ground, doesn't look like you know the this idea that he was some kind of special grappler. Yeah. Like, I think he had a funky style, and I think that caught a lot of people off guard. But if you're a seasoned and you're a very talented grappler, like that doesn't work, yeah. you know. I mean, does it does, look at like is there I mean, anybody that that is like, well, I would like to see how him and Khabib went? It's like not anymore. You, we Nobody know how cares. They went. Yeah, faster than Gaethje. Yep. That's yeah. My that's how I think it goes. Yeah. Although, although I don't know because he has this weird. I think Habib would have done the same thing how he did with Gaethje. He's like, he didn't want to break his arm because he knew it wouldn't tap in front of his parents. So he would do the same thing of just put Tony to sleep. 
so that he has no opportunity to like hurt himself. Tony Ferguson is the type of guy that goes unconscious with his eyes open for sure, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> It's so creepy. You were just like he's making just, creepy eyes. <laughs> he's just out and he winks. And you're like, he's out though, but he winked. His, his body's limp, but his eyes are very much moving. <laughs> he is that guy. But, you know, it's funny because it's like, you know, we don't know if we'll ever see Khabib fight again. But, uh, you know, another really great representative of uh, jiu-jitsu and grappling, which we've talked about this before, doesn't really get his do in the jiu-jitsu community is mm-hmm. charles Oliveira. yeah like uh, he's been around for a while and it's funny because the jiu-jitsu community is always like with the mma people like you know jacare or um damian meyer or whatever they're all and mckenzie dern like everybody in the the jiu-jitsu community is like hyping these people because they're like oh they you know they're, us. they're like yeah they're one of us you know but Oliveira is like not somebody who is like his, I mean, he has the most submission. That's that's what I was like, getting. Wins yeah. in the UFC, and that's something that when you and I both heard that stat, we're like, really? Like, huh? Okay, but I guess he's just been in the game for a minute, and like, he's got a crazy streak going, and his grappling is really good. I mean, like, insane, and we saw that. Like, we saw that recently. Made Tony like, Ferguson look like a blue belt fighting a black belt. Yes. Yeah. And um. But he's a guy that I look at and I'm like, as much of a surging 2020 as he's as he's had, because I think he submitted, uh, I think, Anthony Pettis early this year before the, the shutdown, maybe. I can't remember. I can't remember exactly. But um, the, the thing that I find interesting about him is I don't want to see him fight Khabib. I do. I would like to. Do you think that he is going to be able to out-grapple Khabib? No, but I hope that he can. Yeah, or I hope that he can make it like competitive, and I think that he might have a better chance of making it competitive than a lot of these other guys. It's true. I mean, I think the fact that he has that many submissions speaks a lot to his like his his spirit and also his skills. You know, going for submissions is like that's built into you. Yeah, you know, like yeah, um, and so like. I think that he's dangerous for that reason, but uh, I mean, I, I keep going back to the Edson Barboza fight with Khabib, where it's like that dude's so explosive, and he's a black belt, and you just watch like him be overwhelmed, and I could just see Khabib just not giving. I mean, when you're doing jiu-jitsu, like I always told people, it's not chess because chess means I move, you move, but it's more like pool, where it's like if you get the if you get it off the break, then you're running the table. Just saying, Tyler's never played chess. I've played chess. Yeah. But have you? I mean, I know how chess works. I know which way the horsey goes. In a nail. <laughs> <laughs> Bishops go sideways. More than I know. <laughs> Bishops, we sideways. You think we're going to go straight? We can't. Nope. Sideways. From, from the Midwest to California. <laughs> sideways actually that's not going north or south uh, that's still the way the little castles move side 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 we'd be more like what are the little castles uh the you know the castles i don't know what any of the things there, there's are. the ones that look I like think towers. We're getting off topic yeah yeah we got off topic <laughs> no but like just is like pool where you run the table on somebody and i think that mm-hmm. that's what happens with khabib with uh someone like charles is that he 
he overwhelms him and then he just never really gets a chance to do his thing. It seems like that's what happens to guys when they fight him. It's like I never really I feel got like a I want you to be so wrong on this. I want you to be wrong. I, I, would, I don't know if we'll ever find out, but like I want that to be not the truth. I think of all the fights, Dana White's not going to make that one. But I do think that no, because uh, I feel I would like cheer for, I would cheer cheer for Charles Oliveira. On that do you fight. think the only thing that Habib comes back for is like a fight with GSP? Uh, yes. Yeah, I do, I do think that. But I don't know that. Like Saint Pierre, like I, that's one of those fights. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a really, really dope fight. And if you look at GSP, man, like he's always he's still in great shape, but he's not fighting, and I don't think he he's in his prime. So if they were both in their prime, that'd be dope to see. But I don't really know that I want to see it because I honestly like I'm such a like I'm such a Saint Pierre fan. Like I have been forever, and so for me, I'm like I don't want to see that his legacy like tainted by yeah. that i don't want to see saint pierre the way that we all saw roy jones I mean, recently homie's got gray hair now yeah he just like debuted he grew his some... hair out he's having a midlife crisis yeah i don't want to see that guy fight heavy in I, his prime i want to see i was not <laughs> impressed by your performance i want to see mm, that george yep that was the best george yes that was the best george politely rude <laughs> <laughs> Most Canadian. Like a French Canadian would. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a great balance there. Yeah. It's a... The only way you can handle. Ah, the nuance. My wife. The, the thing that I think is really interesting just in general about that is just that, like, if Beeb doesn't have anything to prove, you know, like, he's going to make a lot of money fights Connor again, but, you know, yeah. it's not is i don't i, don't I mean like i don't that. care i don't care for him to fight connor like, no why? i didn't like i mean i didn't that, that fight had a weird negative energy around it that i just didn't it wasn't fun to watch no like no either way yeah. but um uh yeah i mean i think him and saint pierre it's like that'd be really cool and i think he'd come out but i think khabib is the best he's ever been in saint pierre like i just don't know that you could argue that george is better than he's ever been yeah i mean we wouldn't know and I mean, and he's only fight, aged, and he's only the he's, Bisping fight. The outcome was great, but he wasn't. It wasn't like I was watching. Him, I was like, "Wow, George like, is better than ever." Yeah, like it's not like he's this in, in, like the um, crazy athlete that you had seen him be before. I don't know. But we were talking about um, when we were kind of like going over things before the podcast. We were talking about MMA, and. Um, you know, we we're thinking like, what were the best fights of 2020? And both are surprises. And one, you were surprised because you were like, that one happened in 2020. Like, yeah. back to what we were talking about in the beginning. But it's such a blur. Yeah, the Yoana and uh, uh, Wiley, Wiley Zhang. Yeah, Wiley Zhang. Yeah, fight. Like, what? That happened this year? Yeah. And you forgot. But that fight was insane. It was insane. I'm a sucker for any fight where somebody gets like a cut or like a bruise or like get something injured and they keep fighting through because it's like the storyline the rest of the way you're like watching you're like their arms broken Look at their right heart. they're so like yeah. yeah it's crazy but like man they're still fighting through but i've never seen i mean in the history of boxing mma i can't think somebody's of a, face head swell up like that yes i was thinking like there's a knockout and i can't remember who got the knockout but uh i think it might have been lennox lewis against Hassin Rahman. Mm. Um, but he had this giant contusion on his head. It's like an internet meme, but it literally looks like he's got an eat like a, you know, ostrich egg underneath his head. I mean, Joanna, it's like tenfold that it looks. She looks like 
But it wasn't just one, like, knot on her head. Like, you would get, like, that, like, one swelling. It was her whole head swelled up. Her whole forehead. She looked like she turned into an alien. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, an alien. she looked like the alien from American Dad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Poor girl. I know. I feel I, bad. I know. And to fight through that. But I she mean, kept fighting. Like, there was, like... No quit, and you can argue like, oh, her her corner should have thrown in the towel or whatever. Um, and I know why they wouldn't, because like as a competitor, if you're still fighting, and I I chose that, like if she said something in between rounds, then yeah, that made off. you think like, okay, fights off. But like if she's just like, okay, I'm still in it. She seems coherent. She seems like whatever. Um, as a competitor, I'd be mad if you threw in the towel on me and, and like I'm won, still I'm game to sure fight. She won the fifth round of that fight. Yeah, I mean she still did really, really good. Like to very point, injured to the point to where I remember reading articles where people were like, "If you take away the fact that you're looking at somebody that's clearly damaged, mm-hmm. you know, from the fight, she won." Which that both fight. of the girls were damaged yeah. in that fight. Oh but, yeah, but. It's just insane I mean, what her forehead looked like. Yeah, Joanna, that's like once in a lifetime type of stuff that you see. But uh-huh. that was in 2020. And then in the same token, to kind of book in 2020, we a uh, couple weeks ago saw the Delson Figueredo and Brandon Moreno fight. Man. Such a great fight. No one cared about 125. Mighty Mouse is one of those guys that people are always like, oh, he's underrated, but people didn't want to watch him. And then Cejudo came along and like, I mean, one, he's, just a nerd. Like, he's just a nerd. He's a nerd. He made no one care. And like he won belts at two weight class and then he was retired. And literally even Dana White, like on whenever he did, Dana White was like, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah we'll nobody cared. Another title nobody, fight, I guess. Nobody tried to like uh, convince him to stay or whatever, you know, because it's just like, okay, whatever, yeah. dude. Like, and it's not taking away from like his talent because like he definitely got really like he was probably the best. I'd ever seen him like in the last the would last be, couple of fights. Dominic Cruz. Yeah, I thought he was gonna lose that fight, and he looked good. Looked really good, better than I'd ever seen him because I finally think... to the point where I'm like, I want to see this guy against more guys. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, I retired. I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. the most Henry Cejudo thing you could do. I'm like that's fine. The second I'm interested, you do the opposite. Yes, like a nerd would. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, Figueroa <laughs> and Moreno, I thought was like. Uh, sick fight where you got to see like a little yeah. bit of everything and a lot of heart it was awesome no that fight was insane because it was you know and it winds up being a majority draw and i remember like arguing with some people of, like oh it shouldn't have been a draw like in but you know in most cases like really truly it was only a draw because there was a point deduction right like that's kind of how i look at it from the judge's standpoint like it was only a draw and that fight can go either way. You can make an argument for either guy in that fight. And it's just one of those things where it's like a draw feels like the only, yeah. to me, it felt like the only way that that outcome we is said it, justified. We said like, it even and that's before like the only it justified happened, thing. Like this fight, if it just goes to decision, like I'm cool with it being a draw. And like, you never want to see a draw. I never, I'm like, um, I, you know, a draw is fine. Like, no. There should be a winner and a loser, but that fight, I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't like, want. I don't think either of them has deserved it. And at the same way, like time, they've both earned the 
the win. Yeah. You know? No one has earned a loss. Both have earned the victory. Yeah. It's just a rare thing. <laughs> you don't normally see that. You see the opposite. And, uh, so and which is why it's like, please run that back like as soon as possible. And I think that's what's cool is like when you look at those lighter weight classes, it's like, I don't know what happens at 125 pounds or even like even the women's like 115 moving forward. But like those great fights make you interested in the weight class. And in the same token, like we saw kind of the opposite heavyweight where you're kind of watching like a, a closing out where you're like, I really don't know what to pay attention to now because Miachik and uh, Cormier, and this mm-hmm. was in August because it felt like a century ago, they fought out their trilogy and Miachik won. Yeah. And it was like, you felt like you maybe weren't watching the best of either of them. Yeah. You yeah. know? And so I'm still kind of like left like, well, you know, it was a trilogy, but like the first two were better. It's like all trilogies i guess yeah yeah <laughs> but sure. uh yeah i mean realistically um it had a very arvlosky sylvia finish to their uh yeah a very That's small a niche number is. gonna get that one yeah but uh yeah so heavyweight just it's like what happens next does stipe fight again does he fight francis is john jones gonna actually fight at heavyweight like i don't Here's know the thing. i don't care to watch john jones fight ever again i just don't care about that guy at all think he's a terrible human he's a cheater so like whatever you do doesn't matter yeah i think that's one of the things he's done really also poorly. homie's looking old af right now well I no mean, you know in his last two fights they were in both he's cases, not old I'm in just, both he cases old. i was like you could make an argument that he lost those fights and he fought dominic reyes this year and even though reyes has you know like He's got a recent loss to Jan. Yeah, but I thought Reyes won that fight. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say is like, you know, Reyes was having a breakout year up until recently. And uh, I thought he beat Jan in that fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that he got knocked out in the next fight. Yeah. And I think that that's what people will remember and they'll just write it off for Jan. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the thing. It's like, I don't think people have noticed the kind of steady decline that Jan Jones has been through. Because even before that fight, Anthony Smith going to decision, you know. He well, when you when you get that fight, but it wasn't when like, you get popped for steroids like on multiple occasions, and then also drug use on and like live that kind of lifestyle. It's like you can only make excuses that you had took a tainted supplement so many times, you know. And then so it's like then you actually like have to like kind of back off on all those like you know PEDs and such. And so then and you're aging at the same time, so are we ever going to see like the same kind of like level of skill that he was no, fighting? No, you those? won't. And that's, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. And I think that's why it's really interesting to somebody that's surging in 2020, like Israel Adesanya, oh, the yeah. newly crowned purple belt, Israel Adesanya. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, he, you know, he's on kind of a collision path with John. They've been yeah. talking back and forth. They're different sizes, but that might happen. But he's very, very skilled and technical. And that's what he's known for mm-hmm. besides being a great athlete. John Jones, on the other hand, known for what? Not athleticism. Being athletic, confident, Mm -hmm. and and creative slash wild. Yeah. Now, one of those three things, like, you need. Yes. And the other two, anybody on the planet could have. Yeah. But But I think Adesanya has all of those characteristics and, like, real, like, just. But technique, too. Super technical. Yeah. Being known for it. Like yeah. John Jones, it's not to say he's not technical or not skilled. It's just saying like that's not what he's known for. It's like being this great Muay Thai fighter or this great jiu-jitsu like artist or whatever. It's like, no, no he's a he's a freak athlete and he's very confident, which that's 
it's a huge advantage. Oh yeah, for sure. And then he's creative. Like he's not afraid to take risks and stuff. But here's the thing. When your athletic ability declines, guess what? You'll be surprised at the fewer and fewer risks that you take. Yeah, you take less risks because your confidence is shaking a little bit because you know that you can't like recover Recover. as easily. Hashtag same brain. (laughs) Yeah, we on the same page. (laughs) And um, yeah, I think that that's one of the interesting things about 2020 as well is, um, you know, you and I have had a chance to spend a lot of time together from training in the garage to Mm -hmm. sitting down and deciding that, you know, like maybe you were going to try to punch and kick people for a change. Well, just enough to get them to the ground. And so <laughs> 2020 will forever be the, the year that you decided you were going to do MMA. And we'll see in 2021 if it's... 2020, like it took a freaking pandemic for me to convince Tyler that fighting MMA was like a good option for me. Yeah. So thank you, coronavirus. No, <laughs> no. It, it is one of those things. That it, I am sort of proud of it in the respect that it's like I'm a... Uh, I feel a certain type of way about like trying to get my wife to like do MMA because I don't want that. But at the same time, like I think it speaks to the fact that it's like I love you and I just want to see you do whatever makes you happy. And, you know, I can tell it's something you really want to do. And I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't think I think you're going to be great at it. I mean, just naturally, but even watching your progress, I think you're going to be great. And so 2021, that's something I'm excited to see. And I know our listeners will be as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so stay tuned because we'll probably have um, news on like me actually fighting. And I know a lot of people when uh, I talked about um, making the transition into MMA, everybody's like, oh, what promotion are you fighting and when are you fighting and all like all these other questions. And I'm like, yo, 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 like slow your roll. Like I just it's it's in the UFC. It's for the title immediately. (laughs) But I don't know when. We're figuring it out. But that's definitely one thing that, um, you know, it's like I just started and I was like, okay, I'm going to change my focus, switch gears. And it's been a lot of fun to do that and like kind of just be a student and, and learning, like being being a beginner again in some areas of the game, um, which is awesome. And I think, um, I think that I will have information soon on when I will be fighting and what organization and how that's going to play out. So, you know, something to follow along with in 2021. And, um, as you're getting ready for next year, realize you're going to be able to get back doing jujitsu. You're going to want a fresh looking year. You're going to go to fujisports.com. Okay. Hold up, write it down. They got a ton of new stuff, especially women's keys, which is nice because, um, I feel like sometimes, that gets overlooked, but Fuji's doing it right by them girls. And you like quality, and you're going to check out there at FujiSports.com, and you're in there, Bishop, at checkout, and you're going to save 20%. And you're like, 20%? That doesn't seem right. I know. 20% crazy. Is crazy. Yeah, right? Crazy, crazy. Doing. And then uh, Keon. Keon is someone that uh, we, I mean, we found organically on our own, just trying to find essential amino acids originally. Yeah. And um, a supplement company that uh, we I really like their stuff. Yeah. Um, I do a ton of research on vitamins, minerals, like pretty much anything that you can take as a supplement. I'm naturally kind of skeptical. And EAAs were something specifically that I had uncovered for you mm-hmm. because I was like, all oh, these dudes are always taking the BCAAs and I'm reading these research studies that are, you know, talking more about like EAAs being something that's far more beneficial. Yeah, you need a complete like amino profile for like real recovery. And like 
just to fuel your workouts. And then also, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot more benefits than just like, if you, let's say you're not a competitor, you don't train like and work out all the time. There's like sleep benefits and just other, like just general health benefits in taking these EIAs. And, um, what's awesome about the Keon ones is that they also, there's like not any added like preservatives or sugar. So it's like keto friendly. It's friendly for if you're doing a fasting diet, like intermittent fasting and things like that. So I really, really like their product. I feel like, um, there's a difference. It's a uh, higher quality. And like, it's something that like, you know, I take, I've taken a lot of supplements and a lot of like protein supplements, especially like, you know, we all like have done our protein shakes and stuff like that. And I always hated doing that. And so, um, the key on aminos is like, a, it's, you know, a substitute for all of that stuff. And it actually is beneficial for your body. Yeah. And no one there has ever beat a nun or anything like a lot of other companies out there. Won't say any names. (laughs) It's the kind of thing you can get away with saying you paint an artificial villain. It's marketing anyways. So we want to thank everyone for watching the show. Um, uh, For everyone that the show started at the start of the pandemic and something we'd been planning for a long time. And we're really happy we had a chance to do it. And really thankful for all of you that are listening and watching along. And uh, yeah, hopefully you will um enjoy it enough to share it with others and if so yeah and always you. like uh we always like tell like our friends and close people but reach out to us like you can you can like um easiest ways probably to find like reach out to, to us on via instagram and i'm at jenna bishop bjj is at tyler bishop bjj and let us know what you want to hear us talk about or things like if you want us have more guests like we've, we've talked about having like more guests on the show and things like or if like you have critiques about stuff like oh y'all are boring like whatever i mean i'm not gonna tell anybody that and i'll probably block you afterward but that's fine creepy dude send you messages like get that guy out of the show less of that guy no <laughs> that guy more of your feet creepy anyway yes we'd like to we love feedback um make sure you like like us, um, subscribe on whatever platform that you are um, listening on or watching, um, which would be YouTube. And or Braille, if you found a way to get the, the podcast in Braille. He's so weird. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening and hanging out with us. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye.